Get ready. It's time. Christina, Catherine, Lisa, Amy, and Lauren. Welcome to the Cimarelli Podcast. Hey, I'm Christina. I'm Catherine. I'm Amy. I'm Lauren. And, and we're Cimarelli. Welcome back to the Cimarelli Podcast. Woo-hoo! Um, today. I think we're on episode 155, right? Yes? Yes, we, <laughs> yes, we are. are. And um, today we're going to talk about impossible standards that we set or feel have been set for us in general by society. You know, you know. Um, and we're going to get into the perfectionism of it all, you know? Mm. And I don't know if it's going to be like a fun ride, but it'll be an interesting ride for sure. And I don't really know what else I have You're to like, say. This may be really boring. No. But <laughs> I just, I don't know. Who knows how hinged I am today? I don't. So we're going to see how this works for me. Also, side note, I'm still low-key being strangled a little bit by congestion. So just, you know. You sound better, though. Thank you. And if I start hacking up my <clears throat> lungs, just just say a prayer. Don't be alarmed. Yeah. Just say a prayer every time I hack, and maybe God will bless me. <laughs> yes, we will be playing the whole episode. But yeah, I think that's really okay. all I have to say. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every time we post something, at least one person says, where's Lisa? So we're going to say at the beginning of every video, even though I forgot, which is Lisa is supporting her husband through cancer treatment right now. Please pray for him. Pray for her. Pray for their daughter. Pray for their family. Please pray for them. They really appreciate it. I just told him recently, actually, that we say this in the beginning of, of every video, and he really appreciated it. So please pray for them. That is where Lisa is. We will continue to say it because we know not everyone knows, and it's worth saying and asking for the prayers every time. So let's jump into the episode, everyone. We are still doing our new format, We where we do um, the five perspectives, which is four right now, after the main topic. You guys were 50-50 on if you actually like it that way or not, and I think we were saying we like it that way. Yeah. So we're going to keep it's it there. It's fun to get in earlier. For now, and see if we like it for a bit longer, and then if we don't, we'll change it. Because we do like to change things up here so we're gonna start with our highs and lows of the week i'll start mine is isn't a high turn low or a low turned high but it is the high and the low are one and the same one so i don't know if anyone's done that before my or maybe they have my low is that i was up for two hours last night from like two to four so and then when i when i finally fell asleep then nick woke me up Oh, Next, the humanity. I can't even what his alarm is. I should know this. Well, his alarm goes his, off at four? His, no. I fell asleep at four, and then he woke me up at 5.30. Ooh, that is tough. When I could have slept until 6.30. I was so so yeah his alarm he is one of those for you he is one of those people which is i'm not like this i'm this is this is what kind of alarm person i am i never have to set an alarm but if i do it's vibrate and as soon as it goes off i'm awake the end no more alarms you're a very light sleeper is what you're saying no i think i'm pretty deep sleeper i don't know do you i know i'm gonna wake up next to you or something it's close It's close, but I know I'm going to wake up. So my brain's like, she knows she's going to wake up. Nick is one of those people who has this really loud alarm. It's like, and he snoozes it. So it goes off like three or more times. That's horrible. Oh, that's rough, Christina. Yeah. So I need to have to talk with him. Anyway, that was my low. But then my high was that 
in those two hours, I was furiously writing down ideas. <laughs> We're working on a children's project right now, which is like I've been wanting to do for years. But then somehow we just got the green light from ourselves yesterday. Yeah. So I was furiously. Guys, I wrote down, I told them this morning, I wrote down promotion ideas, a whole idea for the launch of it, the title, the artwork, the outfits. Oh, blah, I, wrote I did not know there's so many details. The I wrote lists and lists. I made a whole I new like folder and six new notes in it. Maybe seven. Wow. Girl. I wrote down so much. Because I've been thinking about this for two years. You know, and finally, I scribbled it down. Inspiration strikes in the middle of the night. My gosh, I was just so like, right. <gasps> how do I fall asleep? And I couldn't fall asleep, so I just kept writing stuff down. So. Yeah, I feel that. It was a high and a low. So now I keep mm. zoning out, I realize, because I'm a bit tired. But yeah, high and low in the same moment. Love but it. overall, the high overpowered the low. Mm. Worth it. it. So next. Uh, I can go. <laughs> my uh, my high is that we just booked our first family beach trip. Oh, I'm so, so excited. Fun. I was so like, we're going we in a few book? months. But it was summertime. <laughs> I'm so excited. I've been wanting to do oh, one. Oh, you actually did the dates and stuff? And, like, yeah, we booked, booked the-, the Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I was telling Nick about that. So then we were looking at stuff. And then, first of all, he started almost fully booking a cruise and then we were like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't I think Bear would somehow end up jumping oh my That's so gosh scary. then we transitioned to an RV which I was Ooh, like I was like we've never done be that fun. before national park yes whoa. wait can I come I'll come that sounds fun that sounds really fun you guys should come to our destination and go to the beach with us I'm that would be fun I'm yeah I'm now I'm like okay we might do that so we might do an RV because Michael went on a giant RV trip and, right? and yeah. go to like the different like RV parks whatever yes. but I've never done that before that, so sounds, that sounds really fun our family's never done that no, no. time to adventure so, guys I don't even the know time how, is now well how would you how fit 13 people in an RV that's a lot of people for one RV you need well, to yeah. And that just wasn't going to happen. And our parents hate camping, which I guess it's not camping, but it's kind of roughing it a little. Yeah. But anyway, I just want to share that um, new announcement that we're considering an RV trip, which you've never done. Never That's so fun. I love that. I don't know if those are good or bad, but I, I want to try. I would love it. Anyway, back to you. Um, so yeah, we per- we booked our first beach trip. I'm so excited. I'm literally dreaming about it for the next few months until it happens. <laughs> um, literally, oh my I'll just like gosh. watch videos of the place we're going and like the beach. Love and it. I just tell the twins all the time, you guys are going trip. to the beach. And they're like, I don't know what you're saying. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. And then I would say my low is just my mental health in general. Mm. Um, my therapist That'll has been out you. of office for Ugh. like various reasons for like over a month. And I'm like, Get back, oh woman, God. please. <laughs> I need to see you. It's just, it just like a, you know, the mental plumber that comes to unclog your mind. That's what it feels like. Um, and the then I don't see them. Plumber. And then I don't see them. And then it's just like my mind gets very clogged. Yeah, I feel that. So I'm ready for an unclogging, which is happening in a few days. Good for you. Yeah. That's good. Um, my love <laughs> is I'm being emotionally terrorized by a recent circumstance occurrence mm. <laughs> what a love to have what, what a, a way to put it my high is that i only really feel terrorized at night and not mm. during the whole day wait that's, that's actually really good so that's good yeah like i still can like like right now i'm not like uh, you can function i'm well. like whatever i'm doing the podcast okay but like then i go to sleep and i'm like <laughs> so that ain't mm. right <laughs> but the so high is support. not 24 hours. Honestly, that's good. That's that's, good. that's really good, actually. should try my Positivity. calming sleep protocol. Yeah, I should. I have a great, great one. You should try it and see what happens. I love it. 
Yeah. I don't know if you'd actually do it, but if you do it, it's like, if I could do it every night, like if I actually could, I would do it every night. I can't. Well, yeah, I'm realizing I need to start like going to bed earlier and doing my routine <sighs> that I was doing Feels of like so good. cleaning yeah. up for a bit, taking a shower, like reading, oh, like that's nice. relaxing into it. Yes. Yeah. Journaling. If I really like Christian that. sleep <laughs> meditations for when I'm trying to sleep and my mind won't shut up. <laughs> I just go on YouTube and I search. I think it's like abide. And they're so good. It's just this really soothing Ooh, voice reading like Bible stories to you. And they're like, nice. don't worry. God is I have you. never like, oh, tried to you. sleep to any sort of oh, like. It's so good. Anything. And there's like ocean sounds in the back. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, I feel like my low is pretty obvious. It's just that I've been hacking what? up my lungs <clears throat> oh. for two and a half weeks at this point. And I just would like to publicly apologize to anybody that lives in my home, especially those that live on the other side of the wall from me. I thought it was <laughs> It's disgusting. It's really bad. It's really, really bad because um, it's just horrifying. And I have seen the insides of my stomach too many times oh, lately. No. Too oh many. Gosh. Too many. Oh. Too many. What's your... So that's like a low for Hi. sure. Um, I don't know. No, my high is that the antibiotics that I took are starting to work well, and I'm a lot that's better. That's good. You do seem way different. Yeah. I'm so much better. That's good. And I'm not losing my will to survive anymore. So that's good. That's getting good. there. So yeah, that's my life. Um, it's been a torture. So yeah. I'm sorry. It's I know it happens life. to the best of us, I think. Okay, we are going to get into... The ridiculously high, impossible standards mm -hmm. we put on ourselves mm. in a second. <clears throat> First, I have to say, if you want all our full episodes, you got to join our Patreon. It's linked in the description. It has all of the podcast full episodes, and we do Q&As every Monday. You can ask us questions. You can be a part of Lauren's Take. Ask her the questions, and we do live streams just for the patrons. There's all sorts of stuff. I can't even mention it all right now. Just go to our Patreon, check it out. Maybe try it out for a month. It's only $5 for the one um, tier that you can see all the watch. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Watch all the episodes on. So check it out and see what you think. And, you know, also if you are looking for piano lessons, <laughs> perchance, we do have those as well. In our courses, we have a piano course we made with our mom. I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast very many times, so I just wanted to put that out there. Um, we have a piano course. Our mom was a piano teacher for years, so we made um, we went, put our heads together with her and created a course, and it is linked in the description, I believe, and it's on our website under courses. The Cimarelli Piano Course. So, guys, in our lows, a lot of us had some problems, and there were some mentions of therapy or some... Mm -hmm needs for therapy. Mm -hmm. So I felt this is a great time to mention that this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, which is where we and you can find a therapist to help you with your problems in life. We have all been in therapy. We've all talked about it for years. We live, laugh, love therapy. Yeah, it's been so helpful for all of us. And we just highly recommend it to everyone. I feel like everyone at some point in their life can benefit from therapy, from seeing an amazing therapist. So with BetterHelp, it's an online platform where you sign up, you fill out like a questionnaire 
we tried it out ourselves. It was great. It was detailed. It was helpful. And then they pair you with someone they think would be a good therapist for you. And if that person is not a good match for you, you just find another one on there. In real life therapy, it is Awkward. a little more difficult than that. <laughs> trying to find it's like a someone. Breakup. <laughs> yeah, trying to find someone and then trying to find someone new if you don't like them. It can be a lot more difficult, mm -hmm. but BetterHelp makes that whole thing a lot easier. And I do have to mention that whether it's online therapy or in person, it can be difficult to find the right therapist for you. So I don't want you to think if you like sign up for therapy and you find someone who's not the perfect fit for you, that therapy just isn't for you. I've heard people say that so many times. I thought that myself when I first went to therapy when I was 15. And that's just, that's not the truth. The truth is there are lots of therapists in the world and plenty of them are not going to be the right match for you. And plenty of them are. That's just how it is with any anything, any job. You know, there's people who are better than others and people who are better matched for you than others. So BetterHelp, you can sign up, find a therapist, and it just makes it very accessible and easy, straightforward. If you would like to try it out and get 10% off of your first month, we got you. You can go to betterhelp.com slash Cimarelli, betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Cimarelli. You will get 10% off your first month. So check that out. Hopefully you guys can find the therapists that you need that are the perfect match for you. But remember, you got to keep trying. You got to find that right one. This is no matter what you do for therapy, no matter who you go with, you got to find the right person. Very important. Would you all agree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have we all had therapists who weren't the right match for us before? Uh, yeah. 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 I've had like yeah. eight therapists. Or just ones that aren't super as helpful. Yeah. Or you just get to a point where you had a good therapist, but you're like, I feel like I kind of have finished up my time with them. You just kind of yeah, feel like it's time, new. time to move on. Yeah. Hi, guys. It's Amy from the future, and I'm here today to tell you about today's sponsor, Green Chef. Oh, my gosh. Green Chef is this amazing CCOF certified organic meal kit company. Oh, my gosh. Their food, their meals are so good. Me and my sisters are all obsessed with them. It's like Christmas every time we get our Green Chef meals around here. We talk about them pretty regularly because they're so good. Their ingredients are so fresh. You can do all these cool recipes and meals that fit your lifestyle, which is so incredible. It's also a sustainable company, which we love because we stand the earth and taking care of it. And it's really convenient and easy, guys. You order and the food comes and it's so easy to make it. It's literally like, it makes me feel so like oof, happy, but also like I get a lot of anxiety cooking because I don't like all the different steps, but it's so easy to follow and everything's already pre-measured. And so you don't even have to think about anything. You just cook away. And it also teaches you some cool things about cooking. Like I've actually learned how to do a few different cooking things from making my Green Chef meals. So if that sounds good to you, go to greenchef.com slash Cimarelli60 and use the code Cimarelli60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash Cimarelli60. All right. All right. Then shall we? Shall we? We shall. Without further ado, jump into the video. All right. So today's topic, the impossible standards Oof. we try to live up to. So this is inspired by a book Kath was reading, and she wants to read us the inspiration, a little Excellent. paragraph. So this book I'm reading, it's called uh, The Heart of Perfection by Colleen Campbell, Colleen Carol Campbell, something like that. Oh, it's, okay. it's like three C's. Oh, Colleen Carol Campbell. 
There we go. And um, it's about spiritual perfection. So that's the lens that this book is from. But I was talking to the girls about this and I read them this part of the book. And then we were like, oh, we should do a podcast episode about that. Okay. So she basically, I'm just going to read this part to you. So she basically, for context, is just talking about how she didn't consider herself to be a perfectionist at first. And then she kind of realized it was like in her family and in her, like as a mother, she realized it. So that's kind of the background to lead into this quote. Well, it's not really a quote. It's more like two pages. Okay. You don't have to be a congenital perfectionist like me to have a problem with perfectionism, Hmm. nor must you demand flawlessness in every part of your life. Perfectionism is simply an addiction to control and a refusal to accept imperfection in some human endeavor. Looking at our culture today, I'd say a whole lot of folks suffer from that. What other common thread links today's tiger moms and helicopter coaches, work martyrs who won't take their vacation days, and exercise addicts who anguish over missed workouts? What connects our soaring rates of pharmaceutical addiction and eating disorders, our escalating levels of anxiety and depression, our epidemic of credit card debt, and the explosive popularity of cosmetic surgery? Many factors contribute to these trends, yes, but a key driver is our demand for perfection. Mm. The, the demand falls heavy and hard on women. Mm. From the time we are girls, we are told that we must have the perfect figure, perfect wardrobe, perfect career, perfect marriage, perfect children, and perfect house. Ooh. And we must do whatever it takes to achieve that perfection. So we see women starving themselves by the millions, women self-medicating with drugs and alcohol, women trying to prove their worth by giving their bodies to men who don't care about them, Men, men who may not even know their names, then punishing themselves afterward with more starving or cutting or sometimes even suicide attempts. The age-old comparison game that women have always played with each other is now high-tech emotional blood sport. We no longer compare ourselves only to friends and family. Now we must compete against supermodels with computer-enhanced curves and social media pals whose real lives bear little resemblance to the shiny, happy images they post online. Ooh. In our desperation to keep up, we do violence to our own relationships, our consciences, even our own bodies. Perhaps this all sounds a bit exaggerated. Not everyone is obsessed with looks or resumes or bank balances. Maybe you laugh in the face of today's helicopter parenting fads and you wouldn't dream of going under the knife or going into debt to impress others. I'd venture a guess, though, that if you look within your heart and your life, you can find at least one area where your concern for success or control consumes more attention than it should. Maybe it's something trivial like your never-ending battle to lose those last five pounds or improving your kid's batting average. Maybe it's something painfully um, serious like your lifelong quest to win the approval of a critical parent. Mm. And then she talks about like how like in Christian circles it manifests as like trying to be like spiritually perfect. And there there's just like other areas of it too. So I thought that was pretty interesting, kind of hard-hitting. She really Very hit the nail on the head there. I feel like that was so well-written. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. I can see like a TikTok of that of just it like the voiceover. The, yeah, oh. voiceover. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So from that, I was like, we could have like a million episodes just inspired by that. But we decided today we want to talk about the standards. Okay, so we're gonna go over some common categories and talk about our own high standards in those categories. Then we're gonna get to the heart of worship, aka what's beneath them, the core. Yes. What makes us perfectionistic? So let's go. Let's go around, ladies, and let's say some high standards we've had in these areas. So number one, school. So I remember, this is a classic one. Classic one is like, I have to get all A's. Oh, that would which be is me for sure. Pretty much perfection, right? I have to have perfect grades. I definitely had that um, placed on myself in college when I actually got grades. 
So I was like 17, 18, 19. It's like, I need to have perfect grades. And that's a pretty common one. I think that I definitely would have had that standard if I was in like a traditional school setting, for sure. It would have probably wrecked my mental state, for sure. It, okay, it caused me so much stress. I would procrastinate so much on things and be like, I can't get this done. Because I was like paralyzed by the fear of having to do it and not knowing how to do it and like oh no this it meant a lot it meant like if i don't get this then i won't get the degree which doesn't make sense because c's get degrees but i was like (laughs) i won't get the degree that i won't be successful or it was also like i won't um it will mean i'm not smart maybe or it'll mean i'm not i'm not good enough maybe or like i'm not um a high performer, high achiever. Like that was a big part of my personality, my um, like values, I guess. Mm. So it was like an idea. That was like my identity. Like I'm a high achiever. I have to do well at this. I do well at everything I do. That's who I am. If you didn't have in, in these categories, if you don't relate to like putting high standards on yourself in that category, then you don't have to share. But anyone else have anything to share in this category? No. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Next would be Work slash career. Ah, now that's a tough one. I mean, I was 15 when I said I need to know exactly what I'm going to do and commit to it. And that's when I decided I was going to be in music in some way. And I was going to be very successful and whatever. And then especially as we went on and our career became more successful and pretty crazy, then it was a big part of my identity. And Laura and I were talking about this the other day. It felt like... It felt like this is like what makes me special. Mm. Like, oh, people want to be around me because I have this interesting career. I have interesting stories to tell. I have cool things that I've done or am doing. That's not really why people want to be around me. But that's what it felt like. Like, this is who I am and this is what makes me valuable to others. If I don't have this to share, then people aren't going to want to be around me. I literally felt like that. And I realized, why am I friends with my friends? Not well, actually, that is some people are because of their career. For True. my friends, it's because of who they are. It's their personality. It's the connection we have. It's how kind they are. It's how much I love talking to them. We talk about deep things. We connect. We have fun. It's that. It's not. It's not all that stuff. But that I definitely thought that it was like my whole identity and really like my sense of worth. Like this is what makes me valuable as a human being. Mm. So well, I guess we'll, if we're talking about standards, then it was like I need to always be having this this really impressive exciting career and it needs to be like it needs to be yeah it needs to be so impressive and so whatever um or else i'm like not valuable as a person well and i think too living in la it's interesting because i don't think i'm naturally a very career focused person i think i'm very much focused on relationships that's my natural like just what I am drawn to the most. I think I think everyone is, but I've just never been one of those like high achiever type A people in terms of career. I don't relate to that very much, but I will say that I feel like living in LA, it's almost like a contagious disease. <laughs> like, yes. It's like, that's what everyone asks you. What do oh, you do? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, I think that's pretty normal in, mo- in most cities, but it seems like it's a hyper focus of like, don't ask me here. who do you know? Well, no, How they successful have... are you? Like there's yeah. kind of these l- sort of certain questions that people sort of, subtly ask that makes you feel like that is what your worth is sort of based on or like and how valuable you are yeah there's kind of like an expectation to like cite your resume with every person that you like meet yeah like i better have a good one and i wonder too if like people's the area you live in if that impacts like what 
things are the most important. Like yeah. I'm sure some areas it's like education or like what college do you go to or yeah. like I'm trying Oftentimes to think of what, it's what your, you, yeah. your family will have a specific. Yeah. We're talking about that yeah. a lot. Well, some families are like really into um, education and they like really value what school you're going to went to or like how much you know. And then others are really into sports. Others are really into arts, different things like that. Yeah. yeah, image looks. Oh yeah. yeah, others are really into like what things do you have and what does your house look like? What, like what's your car? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's different. I think I noticed that with families a lot. They'll yeah. have like specific things. The family values as a whole, and the kids will often hold themselves up to that standard. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like I definitely always have had girl bossitis. Oh for <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. And like, Same. it's not just like oh, I need to have success like I really felt like and I think partially because like I really looked up to these like innovators in society like Steve Jobs even though okay I know he wasn't a perfect person okay but like oh wow these people like they thought of like this new thing or like musicians that like changed the music industry and these like movers and shakers and I was like that's what I want to be and that's what I have to be like I need to be this like entrepreneurial like CEO type of person when I'm like I don't know what I was going to be the CEO of (laughs) yeah personally but that like looking back and like that's like really that's a lot unhinged standard a lot of pressure yeah and I don't even know exactly why I thought that but that's like kind of unhinged yeah (laughs) it's kind of like I need to be better than everyone I need to be above everyone yeah that's what will make me special as a human being not just that you're already born special it's like no 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 I need need something like new it's like no one's ever thought of it's in relation Mm. to other people it's yes. not just I can be special as a person. It's like no. I have to be more special than you. And that's what will make me special. Hmm. That's a disease. Interesting. That's like yeah. competitive too. That's a real yes. disease. Yes. And so much like comparison. Like I've never really been able to like be happy with what I have. Like the success no. that I have. It's always that like, is- oh, well, this person is doing better. This person's doing better. Like I had to like stop myself from like checking up on other people's numbers all the yes. time because it's just depressing to me. Yeah. And it's like, it's so crazy because looking back on these times where like I was so like, wow, we are losers. <laughs> I'm like, wait, we are doing so I good. Know. I know. I'm, I'm shocked when I look back, especially because we had so many like fans who were telling us that we were losers basically oh, yeah. they were saying oh, like yeah, they were saying that. that we were like a doing flop. so badly in our career <laughs> this was when we were guys this was when we were getting so many views yeah i don't know how that was so bad for them well there also was well, a time where people had different expectations didn't take youtube and yeah. social media stuff that seriously oh, so like it's not it that was, so like, it didn't cool matter how videos. many views you had you needed to be like on the, on the radio, radio yeah. on the red color yeah and like on like the and like yeah television that was, networks that was whatever. very depressing that was very time. depressing being like trying our hardest being in la we have all these like horrifying people breathing down our necks <laughs> and we're just like ah, comparing ourselves all the time trying to work so hard to like make this thing happen and then you have thousands of people that we could look ba- at at online every day on twitter it was mainly on twitter being like you're not doing well enough. And I was just like, I'm trying over here. I'm trying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I feel like 
for me too, I didn't even have an actual standard though. It was just like, you will never meet the standard. The standard doesn't yeah. even exist. Oh it does. Because so anything that I it. met was just, mm, could be better, could yeah, be better. It's like, There's not even a standard. The standard is whatever standard level. Is could be better. Whatever level oh. you're at is not, not good, good enough. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> what never, the standard is. It's never, it's, the standard is really like, never get too comfortable. Because if you do, you're going to start failing. So you need to make sure you're always challenging oh yourself oh my you're never if settling. i never it's hear like, the there's phrase, always someone better your, rest on your laurels i will oh be so happy oh my gosh i hate that phrase it's so dumb because maybe we should rest maybe we should take a nap oh my gosh i feel like our grandma said that <laughs> never oh, she don't rest on did. your laurels <laughs> she well, probably we were not did. resting we never oh. rested okay we never napped we were not um, okay what about or anyone else want to say anything working career i mean mine is more just like I will never miss a day of work. I think I miss like one day a year, basically, maybe two, depending on the day. Maybe a week. I have that disease as well. Scattered throughout the year. I will never, I would rather die Same. than miss work. And I don't know why. And then also Perfect like attendance. not making like mistakes more in like filming or I should get recording a lot easier than mm. some, like I expect myself to get everything like well the first try, mm. which is not realistic so yeah yes get everything yeah that's a crazy standard get everything right on the first try and never miss work that is quite the standard to have in yourself i'm guessing a lot of you guys watching can relate or listening can relate to that that is yeah as a a human being it's a tough one it is tough one it's a tough one to accomplish yeah okay what about relationships this could be well this is like romantic friendships family, any like human oh relationships. Oh my gosh. I, this is one I relate to probably the most out of all of them. Well, mm-hmm. eh, maybe body stuff too. I don't know. But I feel like for me, it's like I have a p- standard of perfection for myself in all of the above. And I I still struggle with that. And I think I'm a lot better than I was, but I think I need, I'm still have a long way to go. But like, I remember like I had this idea of what a perfect friend is. Oh and I feel like I was like, God. I have to be this perfect friend uh, yeah. that's like always available, always there for you, mm-hmm. gets back to you right away. Like, which is ironic because now really I take happen. like two. <laughs> yeah, I take like two weeks to text back. It was like I was rebelling against my own impossible standard. <laughs> and then it was like in a relationship. Like, I don't know. I remember when I first started dating my husband. I was like, "What does a girlfriend do?" <laughs> and I was like googling it. And like, I need to make sure I know what to Honestly, expect. I get that. <laughs> I would Google and that I was too. Like, I want to be good at this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I remember like. Even before I met my husband, like in a relationship, that I was dating. Interesting Google. And I remember I like put so much into the guy that I was dating's gift, and I made him like a homemade cake, a really nice homemade card that I like put all this stuff from the craft store together. I made him a rosary out of like guitar um, thingy. Oh, that was he a played great guitar. Gift. And I think I gave him like a book or something too. I just put so much I into it. I think he appreciated that though. Yeah, it's like it was very thoughtful, but it was a little unhinged. <laughs> like yeah. it was a lot of effort. Well, can you imagine if you did all that and then he was just like, oh. And I don't know if you guys relate to this, but I have felt a lot of perfectionism in myself of being a sister. I like, huh. yes. I mentally struggled with I never this for about so that. long. Hey, and yes. I just had to let this go. And I remember thinking like, I have 10 siblings. Like, how am I supposed to call all of them? Oh, yeah, yeah. How am I supposed to be close to all of them? I need to be calling at least, like, once a week or this many people a week or something. And then I was like, wait a minute. Half them don't ever reach out to me. So it's like, (laughs) why do I always have to be reaching out to them? Or, like, why do Mm -hmm. I have to keep the relationship up? Like, 
But it was like, in my mind, if I was a perfect sister, I would be, again, available at all times and reaching out and checking in and not letting anyone feel alone. It's like just so much pressure on myself Honestly, to be there for people that I just kind of gave up at one point and realized I can't do that. I would say TikTok keeps a lot of my relationships alive because I just send, send TikToks. people TikToks all the time. And that just really keeps the fun going because then it's just like, I don't even think about reaching out to people. I just reach out to everyone and send them TikToks. That's really fun. That's true. It is a good way. And also it's like with friends, like you only talk to them every week to keep your friendship alive. No. But it yeah. does kind of feel like that, but you don't. Yeah. But I feel definitely feel the relationship of this or the relationship. I definitely feel the pressure of the sister thing. It's like, I got to be the perfect sister, be there for everyone all the time. And being there means like whenever anyone's struggling with anything, I need to step up and do. Yeah. A ton for that person or else it's all on me. If I didn't step up, I'm going to regret that I didn't. And I've realized that there's times in my life where I can really step up, but there's times where I have like nothing in me and I can't step up. And I'm like, you know what? I realized on the flip side of I have 10 siblings, how do I keep up with them all is I have 10 siblings. So even though I can't be there for that person, I bet you at least someone else can. One of the other ones can. Yeah. Yeah. So I do my best when it's like, if I'm in the moment where like, yeah, I could do that. I can be there for them now. But I'm starting to realize I do have limits where I can't always give like my everything because sometimes Agreed. I have nothing to give. I need to refill mm-hmm. my cup, you know? And I was also going to mention the the probably the biggest category for me right now that I'm sure you can probably relate to, but not you guys yet, is motherhood guilt and feeling like the standard of being a perfect mom and that I'm never going to be able to achieve that. And just like the tension of that is like constantly in my head of like, what I should be doing or how I could have done that better or how like this is what a perfect mom would do but I'm not Mm. up to that standard or like I'm not healthy enough I'm not this I'm not that I'm not putting enough effort it's like (laughs) I constantly have this voice in my head that's like very critical of my motherhood and Mm. it's like I really want to I'm trying to be better about that but it's it's really hard you just gotta say maybe I should maybe I shouldn't I don't know that's what my therapist told me to say. Maybe I should. Oh, that's funny. I realize I'm like, I should do this. Should I do this? Maybe I should. Maybe, Maybe I, I shouldn't. shouldn't. I don't know. That's kind of funny. You're like, I should have done this. It's a little disarming. Maybe I should. I realize I don't know how many standards I have myself for being a friend. <laughs> Or maybe I just don't stress about them. Or maybe they're just not impossibly high. I'm just like, reach out, connect, be nice. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like stress me I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I used to have a lot higher standards until I was like, "Mm, I don't want to do that anymore. I don't know if that's bad, but I feel like I'm a pretty good friend. I think you probably are. I could see it. (laughs) Standards for being a wife. Maybe one standard I had that was impossible was like... It was like, oh, you know what? I did. I didn't realize. It was pretty like unconscious, but it was like, I will like do all this stuff and like give, give, give to Nick and expect that he'll just know what I did and then just give back the same amount to me. I'll just keep giving and I just won't get resentful. doesn't really work like that, but yeah, I guess I'm just like, I'll just, I don't know if that's a standard. That's more of an unhealthy issue I have. I don't know. Well, I don't know if that's a standard. It sounds like you think you're supposed to just give, 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 give everything, though. Maybe. But you don't need to do yeah, that. Yeah, I've mm. since realized it's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my <laughs> impossible standard in relationships is like, it just make him happy. Oh. Always. Mm. That's tough. That's and like, tough. 
depending on the person, be what makes them happy. Mm. Be what they like, what they mm. want. And like, yeah. just do everything you can every minute, every I second, <laughs> every hour of the day to I, 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 just like make them happy. And I think that I had this thing of like, oh, well, you know, you can't control another person, but you can control yourself. And if you are, just perfect. are the best version of yourself and you like are doing everything right, then you'll bring out the best in them and then they will be better for you and be better towards you, which yeah. in some ways, like there's truth to that. Like, you know, if you can inspire people to be better, whatever. But it's like this idea that if I could just be perfect enough, then he will be that for me. Yes. Oh, I think that's I have, relatable. And it's the woman's work because yeah. men are blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I think my impossible standard was once you therapize yourself to perfection and become <laughs> a perfect person, then you're allowed to be in a relationship. Oh, but until yeah. that point, you're just not allowed. I need to be perfect to be in a relationship. Yeah, because it's oh. like that whole kind of vibe of like, I need to be good enough to deserve this or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it really doesn't have any bearing on the issue. Ooh, here's, okay, here's a big one. Appearance. Oh. Okay, this hmm. is the crazy one because it's like standards for our, our appearance have been thrust upon us from like, like from when we were, as soon as we could watch TV basically and we yeah. see our first oh like Disney princess and mm -hmm. we're like, oh, that's what beauty is. Got it. Well, and there's like even more overt things that I didn't even realize and I don't know if they are doing this in Gen Z as much, but like when there there's all these like compilations and stuff going around of like movies that were really popular like when we were teenagers in like the early 2000s early to mid 2000s of the way that the characters talk about food <laughs> and oh, dieting so and their bad. bodies and how toxic and i don't remember noticing any of that me either. i just took it in as like normal did you see the one i posted of zoe 101 no, yes. I didn't yeah. see that yeah, one. Yeah, it was so bad. They're literally like 12. I think they're supposed to be in middle school age. Yeah, like seven they're like 12 something. or 13. It was crazy. And they kept talking about like carbs, carbs and like not wanting uh. to eat. Uh, and oh, I don't know. It was it was so much like diet culture stuff. Yeah. And it was shocking to see right now. But I don't remember that when I was watching it. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Even like in the movie Mean Girls, they're like, is butter a carb? Oh, I remember. And like that, that is interesting because. It's not, right? I feel like in, she was kind of making fun of people being like that. Like, I think Tina Fey wrote it. Yeah. yeah. Like it seems like her. she was kind of making fun of the moment. But it's a subtle thing of like, oh, the really like hot, popular girls they're the ones who are like, is butter a carb? And then the like weird, like the, like the other kids, they were kind of just like really bizarre. And like, it just kind of felt like, oh, these are like the hot whatever girls that you want to be like. And then these are like the weird outsiders. I don't know. Thanks for listening to the Cimarelli podcast. To hear the rest of this episode, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cimarelli, where we post every episode in full. You can also watch all of our past seasons and Patreon-only episodes when you become a patron. You've been listening to the Cimarelli podcast. Follow Cimarelli on Spotify and subscribe on YouTube. You can also find Cimarelli on Facebook and Instagram.